tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. My name is Oliver Queen. My name is Barry Allen. You're blind, but you see so much. Everything we've been doing, it all leads here. Suit up. Jim Gordon, GCPD. I hear good things about you, Counselor. Harvey Dent. Likewise, about you, Detective. You think you know me, but I've never been more than what each of you has created. <laughs> Just look at the flowers. Daniel, we had a very exciting weekend, and it followed up a lot of interesting television, so... Uh, you know, we need to get we need to get started, but I want to talk about the fact that you got to go see Kevin Smith in 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 person. All thanks to you, buddy. Thank you so much. No. I appreciate that. <laughs> you didn't have to say that part, but I mean, you're welcome. But what was the what was the experience like? Um, it was just kind of like uh, we went last year with uh, evening with Kevin Smith. Right. Um, you know, just talked about his uh, love for all geekness and it was a uh, pretty awesome yeah did he give away any uh pertinent information that would be you know uh detrimental to televised heroics hell yeah he um got signed on to direct another episode uh for flash uh it's gonna be season three episode five so he's returning back to cw studios um in august wow there you go i mean we have his episode to look forward to this week is not the episode we're talking about, but uh, this week uh, that this is coming out. But, uh, you know, we definitely is, is, I mean, they obviously liked him enough that they invited him to come back. Uh, if anybody remembers when the Arrow first came out, you know, there was this big controversy between him and, and Berlanti or, or Guggenheim uh, having to do with the fact that, you know, a lot of the stuff that they were using. It, uh, not a lot of the stuff, but some of the stuff they were using in the, uh, the Arrow TV show had to do a lot with uh, uh, um, the the book that the the Green Arrow book that Kevin Smith wrote uh, back in the day, which was a really good run. So uh, he they kind of had a, a falling out, I could say, or you know, an argument or butting heads or whatever you want to call it, you know, whatever they want to hype it up as. Do you think that they'll ever get him to be on a director on Arrow or Legends of Tomorrow or any of these other shows that they got going? Uh, he actually said that uh, he hopes that he does another uh, good job. Well, he said that this episode's going to be a really tearjerker, so bring out your handkerchiefs for <laughs> well, the one that's premiering this week. Well, that's, that's um, Kevin Smith he... <laughs> tends to cry at a lot of the episodes, so... <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, he just said that he hopes that, you know, uh, the next episode he directs is uh, it, he does a good job on it and that um, it's, you know, heavily uh, that everybody heavily enjoys it. Um, and he hopes to actually jump on Arrow to hopefully write and direct an episode. And if he gets a chance to direct and write an episode of Arrow, he wants to bring Onomatopoeia. Oh, what? He's one of the people that said there's no possible way of doing that kind of character on TV. I know, and he actually went into that. He's like, because, you know, in the comics, it makes sense because he would go bam and he would, you know, shoot a gun. And he he says that ever since he got the opportunity to direct Flash, that he's been thinking of similar ways to bring him out to, you know, t- live television. Wow. If, if people were able to see us 
recording this right now, they would see my jaw is on the ground. Like, literally on the ground, you know, licking up dust. I, this is incredible news. I'm so glad that you got to hear this. Yeah, I was I was geeking out when he said it, man. It was <laughs> awesome. Uh, anything else particularly cool that you want to talk about for that? He, uh, he spoiled... Uh, <laughs> He spoiled X Men. X Men Apocalypse, really? Uh, well, let's let's yeah. not let's not talk about that here. I don't I don't want to I don't want to spoil it for anybody that like we do enough spoilers as is, but that's all stuff that's been out. We don't we don't try and spoil things that are not out yet. <laughs> so uh, while you were there, the most of the rest of uh, the Geek Elite Radio crew was at our first Comic Con presence. We were at the Yuma County Library. Free Comic Book Day Comic Con third, I think I think it was the third annual. So uh, yeah, we had a great outcome or a great uh, outpouring. You know, people came, people listeners came out to to see us, and and we got a whole bunch of new listeners, and we had our own our own panel, and we'd like to thank you know Yuma County Library for uh, letting us be a part of that. So it was a really an amazing event and a great time had by us, and hopefully by the the people that enjoyed our panel. So, I mean, other than that, what do you want to say? Did you have a lot of fun at the Comic-Con? Yeah, I had, we had a great time. So glad that we could be a part of that. Uh, but, like I said, we have a lot to get through, so let's let's get through a couple of news articles. What is it that you saw that is could be pertaining to us? Uh, what I saw is that uh, basically on Thursday night, Batman v Superman... Still be the, um, I guess, Civil War. I was about to call it the Avengers um, by 17 million. But after the whole uh, first weekend, after it closed, uh, you know, Civil War beat Batman Superman by 20 million dollars. So, you know, it basically, you know, evened out. (laughs) Yeah. You know, uh, I have to say that I was uh, I was at least two tickets out of that 20 million dollars. Because I went and saw it twice and thought it was just, wow, this is probably one of the greatest movies I've ever seen in my life. And I'm not even talking about superhero movies, I'm just talking about movies in general. That movie was so awesome, every part of it, every frame of it is perfect. You know, it just, it it starts in with your, you right there, it, like, it has your attention and never lets go. What I mean, how did you feel about the movie? I, I enjoyed it, well written, you know, it was well acted, and, uh... Can't believe Disney, man. I can't believe they went there with it being so dark, but it was awesome. Yeah, there were so many things that you know, uh, like I, I just sitting there watching it, and like, and I vividly remember the Civil War uh, storyline in in, uh, in Marvel comics, and I I loved that story a lot. So just watching it, and then all of a sudden, like seeing things that you know play out the exact same way that happened on the page, and it was just like. I, I was I was dumbfounded. I, I literally could not. I was speechless. I couldn't talk. After that movie was over, I just I wanted to cry. I, it was so perfect. <laughs> so I agree with you. It was really good. Yeah, perfect movie. <laughs> if, if anybody wants to quote me, Mitch Pinpike of Geekly Radio says it's the perfect movie. <laughs> uh, but. Some news that I have is on that Superman front, the T- the Superman prequel TV series Crypt- Krypton 
has been greenlit as a pilot for sci-fi. You know, um, it, it's supposed to follow Superman's grandfather. Uh, the, the House of L was ostracized and shamed as he fights to redeem his family's honor and save his beloved world from chaos. So it's not uh, it's not Jor-El, but uh, Jor-El's father, and we'll see how that plays out. Because, you know, in the Man of Steel movie, I have to say, probably the one of the best parts of that movie is watching Jor-El, you know... Uh, get to the 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 cap the the escape capsule that he puts his son in like that whole krypton area just looked pretty amazing so i'm i'm kind of interested to see what this movie looks like or this tv show looks like yeah so am i um do you know if it's still going to be um brought to you by some of the people um that work on game of thrones because i think they said director or producer from game of thrones was going to be uh, you know, part of that show. You know, I'm not sure. I saw that the David Goyer, who uh, wrote like uh, a lot of, uh, he wrote with um, Nolan the Batman, the Dark Knight series stuff, and then uh, yeah, we also have uh, uh, it looks like Ian Goldberg who did a lot of the stuff for uh, Terminator, Sarah Connor Chronicles, and Once Upon a Time. So I don't see anything about. Uh, game of thrones on here but i wouldn't doubt it um whatchamacallit they the the guy who directed the pilot for game of thrones and i can't remember his name at the moment uh he is famous for right for directing the pilots of a lot of hit tv shows so uh if they got him to do it then that's more power to them awesome awesome <laughs> uh i on speaking of tv shows um lock and key a comic book out of idw publishing uh, is once again officially made into a, a TV series or in development for make, becoming a TV series. Now, I remember I went to Com- San Diego Comic-Con in, I want to say 2010, and they showed the unaired pilot uh, of Lock and Key there, and uh, I enjoyed it. I, I don't understand why it never got made into a TV show or picked up anywhere, but it uh, looks like they're going to try again. Uh, they have tried to make it into a movie. They've tried to make it into a TV series. They tried to make it into a TV series again, and now they're going to do it one more time. Uh, it's a very highly popular book, uh, all about this family that inherits this house, and uh, they find keys, and keys open up different doors, and different doors give you different powers or different abilities or transport you to different worlds and stuff. So it's very, uh, very interesting to what, what could happen with this TV series. Nice, I'm excited. Uh, I me, me as well. Me as well. <laughs> um, Looks like comic book TV shows are taking over. That's right. That's it's it's a it's a well. It's a well of ideas that that, that are untapped. So they, they might as well jump on it while it's still hot. Uh, did you have any yep. more news? That's all I have. All right, that's all I have too. So we might as well just get right into Gotham, which was. All about me, not joking. But most, I mean, the most of this, the episode was all about uh, the character of Azrael, which um, Theo Gallivan was uh, now portraying because after being brought back from the dead, he's very confused about who he is. He's reverting back to stories that were told to him by his father as he grew up, and you know they they as the the Order of Saint Dumas, their uh, their saint is. Uh, Azrael or their warrior is Azrael and uh, in religious like 
writing in the Bible, uh, Azrael is an archangel. He's the uh, the angel of death. Now, don't think of him as uh, the Grim Reaper. He's not. He's not that death. He doesn't. You know, he's not there to 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 take the like. Uh, he's not. He does. He's not represented as bad. He's actually in the Bible represented as a good thing. He's, he's like the people that are that are dying need to be need a way to get from the land of the living to the land of the dead, and they finally do when Azrael comes and leads them. But you know, <laughs> as death fear makes a lot of people afraid, uh, he's been retro changed to become this very scary guy, and he's more like a grim reaper that comes and kills people. You know what I mean? Right. So Azriel, uh, as played by Theo Gallivan, is jumping around the city like he has one mission in mind, and it's 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 told to him by Hugo Doctor Hugo Strange. He needs to kill commit or not Commissioner Gordon, but uh, Detective Gordon. And uh, as he flies around the city, jumping around, he, 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 it's very reminiscent of what we know Batman to look like, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I want to say that, and I mean, I, I I really hope that this isn't where Bruce gets his inspiration. But I mean, when uh, they were in um, crap in that warehouse, or where were they? Where he saw yeah, him yeah. ran away? And yeah, it was, was like a warehouse. Like looking at him, and it looked like he was idolizing him. But he looked pretty badass, you know, just running away from rooftop to rooftop. I, I wouldn't say that it was. A, it's a bad thing for him. I, I, obviously, yeah, he's getting an idea of what one man can do. Against a uh, army of, of people that are chasing him down. I mean, it, it's planting the seeds, and that's. I, mean, I guess that's one of the good things about this show is that you see where a lot of things that are planting seeds in, in Bruce's brain of what 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 he needs to do when he be, finally becomes Batman. Uh, you know, for those many problems as we have with this show and the whole Batman mythos, uh, I would say this is one of. The, I think this is one of the good things. Yeah, but I thought it was a little bit silly, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's definitely silly. I'll give you that. It's definitely silly. Um, was there anything else about this episode that you thought was very interesting? I mean, I, literally, I was I was very captivated by the whole Azrael story. Uh, we had a Riddler story going on in there. We had uh, a little bit of a uh, Barbara Kane story. Yeah, she really uh, kind of lost it. <laughs> Butch was terrified. <laughs> I kind of wonder what's going on. Like Butch is in like this, uh, like this kimono robe thing, and he's got uh, what's her name, Tigress, and uh, Barbara Kane just sitting on the couch with him, and he's trying to—I don't know—it seems like he's trying to get all sexy time. Is like, does he, does he got like a little orgy going on between the three of them, or <laughs> you know, is 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 Barbara more like their child because she's all screwed up in the head? And I don't know. It's just very funny because, you know, they were obviously before she went away, she went into her coma. Tigress and Barbara were very intimate. Yeah, they were. Oh, they were. <laughs> oh, they were. And in our imaginations. <laughs> but no, uh, it's, 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 it's very funny to see Butch like, yeah, he's basically the head of this crime organization, but he's very much afraid of the women in his life right now. <laughs> I don't blame him. <laughs> and then we also see a little bit of the of the penguin, and he has not cleaned up after killing his uh, step family. So they're all kind of just—he's just sitting in that filth, and he just—I think he's going a little bit crazy again. And 
And then he sees uh, that Galavan is alive because Galavan, as Azriel, is unmasked on on television, and he I think he gets some ideas. Yeah, and he's like, uh, just looks at the TV. He's like, "Hello, old friend." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, there's definitely a culmination of uh, things that are going to be happening, and uh, Riddler. It, it kind of ends with Riddler finding his way down into uh, what would that be called? That was Indian Hill. All right, the, yep. the area where they keep all the the dead villains that he's bringing back to life, and uh, because of him is the reason why Hugo Strange has the idea that you need to give them a story, something to play out, so that they they aren't going crazy after they've been brought back to life. Which yeah, and, he uh, hinted at. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say he hinted at making the Mad Hatter. I know. And I was like, I don't really know Jarvis Tetch's, you know background i guess storyline so i found it pretty interesting yeah you know i think the storyline that i know is the one that i remember from the batman animated series where he's just kind of obsessed with a girl that he works with a girl named alice that he works with and and then uh she kind of doesn't really give him the time of day and then eventually he he comes up with this mind control device so that he can have her as his girlfriend but i don't know if that's the how it happened in the comic books or not yeah, I'm not entirely sure. So, and I mean, if they end up doing, you know, the Mad Hatter, it's going to be pretty interesting to see it play out on, you know, on TV. There you go. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, other, I mean, the Asriel part of the story was, I think, was very good because it had, it had, it. There was a scene in the, I want to say it was in the police station when they cut the power to the police station and. Yeah, and uh, you know you could hear Galavan as Azrael just you could hear him, but you couldn't see him. And then all of a sudden, cops just ended up getting killed. It re- totally reminded me of the first time I played Arkham City or Arkham Asylum. You know, it's it's very much like you're being in that you're when you're Batman and you're in that room and he you just you have to pick out you have to do ways to pick up the the bad guys without without alerting them that you're there. Yeah, um, I'll give it to you. That was yeah, pretty awesome to watch, man. Oh, that was. It, you know, it kind of brought me back to uh, I guess Batman v Superman when you know Batman was hiding around in the you know in the shadows, picking enemies off too. Yeah, so. Uh, very... So it was pretty cool seeing it, you know, on the smaller <laughs> screen. Yeah, it's much to see the 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 Batman before there's actually a Batman, you know. So it's 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 it, it is. I thought this episode was actually really good and it, it, very interesting, and you know, even though it's a, it's not really paying homage to a character that I particularly love from the Batman mythos, it still has his name, and you know, there is a reason why it can't, it could still stand without being the same character. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. And last thing, Barnes gets killed. Barnes gets killed. That very, that's true. Very big uh, happening in the in the Gotham. PD and right before that he says uh, uh, Gordon says maybe one day I will be commissioner and I mean we know that eventually he will but like that's a very weird thing to say right before the guy dies yep and they cannot hold on to any commissioners that's at true GCPD. that's very true <laughs> uh but that's all I have to say about Gotham. I think it was a very good episode, and, uh, you know, the last few episodes look like they're going to be pretty good, too. Yeah. Um, how many more episodes? Because I know The Flash has three more. 
Um, so do you want to say three or four more for Gotham? I want to say it's two or three more, yeah. Oh, man. I hope they're really good. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it looks like they're all leading up to something, so uh, I, I imagine they will be pretty good. Uh, but speaking yeah. of The Flash, uh, that's the next show that we're talking about. Very interesting episode. So, uh, basically, you know, we have Zoom in our world, and he is he is not happy with the way that... Or he, he basically just wants to take over every universe, every parallel universe, and... And there's really nothing that can stop him, especially since the Flash doesn't have his powers. And the only thing that he, they've been doing is he, he's been they've been moving a, a hologram around, basically to keep people thinking that the Flash is there. Ah, uh, crap! You cut out. Oh, I'm sorry. They, they've been using a hologram to make make thieves think that the the Flash is still around, even though the Flash isn't. Yeah, and uh, I thought that was pretty creative, but I was like, what if somebody runs into him and he's not fast enough to dodge? <laughs> right? What are they going to think? <laughs> so, you know, you have that. You have uh, you have, you have Zoom causing havoc. You have uh, Cisco's brother showing up, but Cisco from Earth 2, and he has powers, and his name is Rupture. That was actually pretty cool to watch. <laughs> very, very much made me think of uh, Executioner from uh, the 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 DC comics. I don't know if you know particularly know that character, but uh, obviously he wasn't him. But it's very similar, except for Executioner uses an axe instead of a instead of a scythe. But uh, it was it was very very cool character design, I think. Um, so then, which then gave us a little bit of bonding between Cisco and his brother on here on Earth One. Uh, eventually, what we get to is Harrison or Harry Wells from Earth Two says that he can redo the particle accelerator um, explosion and give the Flash his powers back, give Barry his powers back. Yeah, and uh, the whole time, everybody's like, no, it's a bad idea, man. And, you know, Joe's like, I don't know, it's his decision, man. <laughs> and uh, basically, Henry was like, uh, you know, you're talking about my kid. You're kind of gambling his life. You know this, right? <laughs> but in this whole time that they're talking about doing this, did any one particular DC storyline come up in, in mind to you? Because one came up in mind to me. Which one came up, uh, you know, to you? Flashpoint. Because, you know, in Flashpoint, we have a Barry Allen that doesn't have his Speed Force, or he doesn't have a connection to the Speed Force, and he eventually goes and finds Thomas Wayne, who's the Batman, and they, uh, he, he, he basically says, look, you need, to, you need to get me to a place where it's raining and lightning storm and all these chemicals, and I need to have this uh, lightning strike these chemicals and make me the Flash again. And Thomas Wayne is just like, that stuff's, all, you get hit by lightning, you're going to die. Like, there's nothing. There's not gonna be anything super about you, but he does it anyway because Thomas Wayne in that world is fucking crazy, and <laughs> and right when he does, the lightning strikes him and he just blows up. He, he get, you do you remember this storyline? Yeah, I do. Yeah, and he gets charred. Uh, eventually, you know, they do it again and he gets his superpowers. But in the TV show, we saw Barry disappear. We. Saw him disintegrate, man. We saw skin and you know, <laughs> fucking flesh tear apart. Very, yeah, exactly. So that's uh, 
you know, what do you think happened there? I mean, that particular point makes me think of another another DC storyline. I'm thinking that's a lot of Crisis on Infinite Earths when uh, Barry went so fast he became one with the Speed Force. Right, he became one with the Speed Force. Uh, and uh, So, yeah, I do see the similarities that you're bringing up. And uh, how did you feel when Zoom's like, hey, good job, you know, he's like, you trying to give him back his powers, you killed him. Right, and then not only that, though, but if he did become p- p- one with the Speed Force in that particular instant, and then we see the wave go and hit both Wally and Jesse, are we getting are we getting Flash, uh, you know, Kid Flash and and uh, Jesse Quick right now? I, I mean, I would assume so, and also, you know. With Jesse getting, you know, injected with the Speed Force, you would think that she was already Jesse Quick, but I guess not. So this is definitely going to help out with that. Very much so. So that's 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 going to be pretty cool. We have also have. Uh, I thought there was a very cool little hint or a little nod, or maybe what's going to happen with the whole Jay Garrick name, uh, seeing as how Hunter Zolomon from Earth Two made up Jay Garrick so that they can. Uh, he could fool them into thinking that he was a, a hero or whatever. We still are. I'm still v- very fuzzy on that whole thing. But uh, Barry tells his father that the guy called himself Jay Garrick, and he and his father's like, "Hey, that was your grandmother's maiden name or something like that." So, yeah. where do you think of that? Uh, stealing identities. <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's maybe there's some stealing identities. Maybe uh, there's this whole Thawn and uh, Alan relationship that happens in the comic book is going to be Zolomon and Garrick relationship in in the in this TV show. Or maybe uh, we will have a, eventually have a Jay Garrick that just happens to be part of the Allen family. Yeah, pretty much. So um, I don't know. I I still want to say. Jay is probably don't know what Jay, but Jay is definitely in a, is the man in that iron mask. All right, well there you go. There's Jay might be the the actual Jay Garrett might be the man in the iron mask. I hope we get to find out that who that is soon, real soon. I mean, obviously you said there's only three episodes left, so it, it's got to be within those three, right? Yep. As a result, soon. <laughs> Anything else you got about this episode? Uh, just, I'm glad we're skipping over the stupid Iris thing. Yeah. Well, I know. I mean, I, I mean, I could go on and on about that. I just have to say is it's stupid that, I mean, now it is that she, she's has all these feelings for him, even though, you know, back then he expressed his love for her. And then he, we, we knew that she also felt that way because of the time travel thing. But then as soon as he expressed himself about it, she's like, oh no, I wouldn't feel that way about you, but that's bullshit because we know because of the time travel. Oh, all right. <laughs> Good summary. Good summary. Uh, yes, we, we don't need to talk about Iris and, and, and Barry. It's 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 going to happen. We just let it happen, and, and, and I'll be upset about it on my own. Anyway. And it's worse than Olicity. There, it, I said it. It's worse than Olicity. <laughs> That's pretty bold words, sir. Olicity is a really bad thing to have happened to Arrow. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Uh, but speaking of Arrow, let's let's talk about Arrow. We have uh, a very pivotal episode for the Diggles. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Lila and their, their their daughter Sarah, you know, or their daughter, but or Joe. No, not Joe. What is his name? John. 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 John Diggle and, and Lila and their daughter Sarah are on the run because Andy knows where uh, you know the the family lives, so that makes them targets and. What a better way to be on the run than have an office that's, that's in the back of a semi truck that's always moving. <laughs> How convenient! <laughs> it is. It's very convenient to be the head of Argus, I guess. Um, you know, once again, Aunt, or Joe, Joe John Diggle is, is very. You know, uh, he's very upset with himself that he that he let his brother uh, manipulate him the way he did and. He wants his revenge. He wants it bad, and it's to the point that it's it's very much clouding his judgment on how how to do things. Like this is a man who's been through uh, special forces, been in Afghanistan, you know, all these things, and 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 then been a pivotal part of the of Team Arrow, and now he's making mistakes because he can't see past his his frustration, especially with his his brother. Yeah, and especially how his brother, you know, ultimately helped get Laurel killed, so he's still blaming himself for that as well. Exactly. Um, and then, <laughs> because he thinks that the, the only, basically, we get an answer. We get an answer to uh, what it is that I've said all along. Why don't you just give John Constantine a call? And, you know, like you said last week, they said, John Constantine's in hell. And eventually, I guess, I guess this week, they were like, well, he gave us a call back. He still can't help, but he put us in touch with someone else that could. So they go and meet this shaman at this at this casino somewhere, and in the casino is as uh, a portal to the shaman's uh, uh, secret hideaway where she can teach them how to do magic. and And Ollie is the one that they're they're going to teach, and and he's trying to learn the the light side of the magic side, you know, instead of dark side of the magic that dark uses, and. He's just getting his ass handed to him because he can't get <laughs> he can't get his uh, his own mind out of his way or whatever you want to call it. Say it. I just want to say um, I'm just disappointed, man, because they totally could have introduced another DC character, and you know they they didn't. They could introduce Zatanna I, right then and there. I, that's exactly who I thought they were going to be going to see too. I thought they were going to go see Zatanna, and I was like, you know. I can't believe they didn't. I don't know why. I, I uh, it's very weird. And there's a lot of other magical users in the in the DCU that they could have. I mean, there could have been. You could have. We could have saw Jason Blood. We could have saw uh, Etrigan. We could have saw uh, what's the Cat Boy? Um, uh, oh man, I can't remember his name right now. But you know there's a blue devil and there's De- detective chimp and you know there's all kinds of things but or doctor fate even but no we they make up this sh- shaman character which is very disappointing <laughs> <laughs> disappointed <laughs> uh but eventually it pays off because we see in the big battle between dark and and ollie and uh he 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 he's able to turn the darkness away with with a little bit of light magic, which really in scares the, dark. 
in the cheesiest way possible. And if you could see me, I'm rolling my eyes, uh, my eyes, and I'm just nodding my head. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Really, Alicity? Uh, I mean, yeah, Alicity, basically. Yeah. Out of everything. <laughs> God. And of course, we even had to have the line. It, it was you. You're the one that made me do. You know, push me over. It's like, ah, get out of here with that. <laughs> uh, last piece. Last piece. Thea. Thea is with uh, what's the what's the kid's name? What's the Max? Alex. 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 And they're in a, a place where apparently everything is very nice, and it's it's always sunny and. Everything is is blissful, and then Thea's like, "Don't you hear that? Everything's on a track. It, like the sounds all repeat themselves." And <laughs> eventually, we come to the point where we find out that she's in some type of uh, biodome biodome prison or something. So underground in Star City, <laughs> yeah, very much so. Whatever that is all supposed to mean. Which, uh, oh, oh, I forgot. The whole reason they wanted to get to Lila. The reason they wanted to get to Lila is because she apparently had a chip underneath her skin that controls all the nuclear weapons in the world. <laughs> and that's their big plan is they're going to blow up everything. Really? Underneath her skin? Yeah. <laughs> a button that controls all the nukes underneath her skin. Yeah, they could have thought of something better, but okay, I'm not a writer for this show. <laughs> Maybe that's why Kevin Smith was like, uh, I'll have to write the episode that I'm going to direct of, of Arrow. <laughs> Possibly. Uh, Another thing with Thea, man. I mean, okay, she noticed everything was in a track, but wouldn't you know, your first realization be like, there's no neighbors. Yeah, you, know? you would think you would, you would want to say something about that. No one else around, nothing going on. Yeah, I mean, you could easily suggest, like, hey, we should go meet the neighbors, you know, since we're going to spend some time here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so where do you think the big showdown, how how do you think this big, I mean, obviously we know that our Team Arrow is going to win against Team Dark, but what do you think is going to happen? What's going to, do you think we're going to lose any characters, any more characters this season? I don't know, I was, um... Uh... Honestly, I was thinking that we we're going to lose Diggle in this episode. As in John Diggle? Yeah. How can we lose? Uh, how can we lose John Diggle if we don't have John Diggle Jr. yet, which eventually becomes Connor Hawk? Oh yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. <laughs> <Good> point. <laughs> uh, alternate timeline. Alternate, alternate timeline. Uh, there you go. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Maybe we don't need to talk about Legends of, of DC yet, or Legends of Tomorrow, because that show is. Might be off its rocker. <laughs> we go to point A, then reach point Z. Somehow we track back to point R. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. But uh, you know, that's I, I don't know. I, I think we're. De- I think I think we might lose one more one more character by the end of this season. I don't. I'm not sure who, but I think we will. Okay. Any Good. ideas? Uh. Oh, idea wise, I I don't I don't know I, I really don't know, but I just I I really feel like we're we're gonna lose someone else. Okay, fair enough. Okay, so that takes us into DC Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we saw after the end of last week's episode, Kendra could not kill uh, 
Vandal Savage the way that she was supposed to, basically because uh, um, one of the reincarnated souls of uh, Carter Hall had showed up and and he's been brainwashed by Vandal Savage to protect him and uh, she loses it. She loses her shit, just like if someone had said Martha around Batman. <laughs> so, oh God, why? <laughs> So when uh, they get the both of them back onto the the Wave Rider, basically Vandal Savage's plan is to kind of mind fuck each and every one of the characters on the show. You know, uh, with him being in that you know glass cage, um, and just the way he was manipulating or trying to manipulate everybody reminded me of um, you know the Avengers when Loki was in that glass, you know container trying to mind fuck everybody too very very good i didn't even think that didn't even come to me but you're right that's uh it's very similar uh and i thought that eventually you would have one person that would be like the black widow character in that episode or in that movie where she's like oh it's the hulk you're after okay thanks you know but no we uh professor stein kind of did that not to her extent. Not to her extent. That. Yeah, I guess you're you're kind of right, but like it was. But we really had like Gray Palmer goes in there. And he just thinks that, oh yeah, I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna beat this guy up because I'm I'm the Atom. But guess what? He's Vandal Savage. He's been alive for thousands of years. He's learned how to fight in every different way that possible. What are you gonna do other than get your ass handed to you? And that's exactly what happened. He threw in a couple of good punches then in, here and there, which was pretty cool. A couple, yes, but he still did not win. <laughs> uh, it was, I mean, it was interesting to think that Vandal Savage knows each and every one of them. I mean, he he comes up with, he's like, oh, I know you. I know what exactly you are and what you've done. And, uh, you know, eventually, I mean, we just skip right to the end. Eventually, you get to the you get to the point that you find out the Time Masters have been in collusion with Vandal Savage this whole time because they want this to happen. I never would have seen that coming. I, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> no, I, I guess I wouldn't have saw that coming either. I uh, eventually, when you know he was taking them in to uh, to the Time Masters, and like you know, we we knew that this wasn't the end. I was like, oh, something's gonna happen. He's gonna he's gonna end up being a Time Master. Or something, you know, but uh, yeah, them being in, in collusion together to make Vandal Savage the leader of the world is very much not what I was expecting. And as soon as he's walking out of that, that courtroom, he's just like, I'll say hi to your family for you. And it's like, God, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> another, another line that I really like too, he's like, oh, he's like, you're my prisoner once again. He's up with this and I'm not going to kill you. And uh, I just want to say um, Vandal's dialogue was very well written for this episode. Made me love him and hate him at the same time. Yeah, he's he's turned out to be a very good villain. Like, like because he's the villain that can very much be like uh, win you over and stuff. So that's that's pretty cool. Uh, I mean, it, so okay, one thing I do have to bring up is that is Stein and and Jackson. The whole reason that they had to have Jackson become Firestorm is because Stein couldn't go without becoming Firestorm for too long or else he, he'd end up dying. And Stein goes and sends Jackson back to 2016 to save Jackson's life. But what's going to happen to Stein now? 
I, I guess he's going to have to, you know, end up dying or they're on their <laughs> adventures. They're going to have to find somebody that's compatible with them, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, and we're going to have to find out what happens there. Um, any other little thing? I mean, I think it's funny that um, Vandal Savage's daughter doesn't show up again in this episode. After last episode, she's just gone. And in the comic books... How the, convenient. Yeah, very, very convenient. But in the comic books, his his daughter is named Scandal, and she's part of the Secret Six team. Um, I, I thought it was interesting that they didn't use that character in this show. Huh. Somebody's not doing the research. I mean, it could be that they're... Because they, it's, since it's it's taking place in 2166 or whatever the timeline was, that they didn't, they were like, oh, well, she exists back in the day, and, and we don't want to bring her into the future or whatever, but I don't know. But I, I thought it was very, very interesting. True. Mm-hmm. Um, my supervisor actually compared Vandal Savage to uh, Christoph Waltz in, in um, Inglorious Bastards. Uh, yeah, that's what exactly I've been saying. I think the, the he's very much the same as Christoph, Christoph Waltz in that show, or in that movie, so... Uh, th- this guy is is channeling Christoph Waltz. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything else did you got? No. Did you get to watch the Agents of Shield then? Yes, I did. Dude. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> right. So we get Cree show up on in this episode. And as soon as that happened, I was like, no, 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 no. You don't want Kree to show up on Earth. Those people are crazy. <laughs> but it's all part of an ingenious plan. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to see the creation of the origin of Hive, which was pretty cool. They basically came down, Kree came down to Earth and they wanted to make uh, a new super bean. And they took a young hunter from uh, a tribe mentality and... And they made him. They put Terrigen Mist into him and, and made him into the first Inhuman. And the first Inhuman is Hive. And as they found, as they made more Inhumans uh, on on Earth, they came to realize that Hive was uh, his basically his Inhuman. One of his Inhuman powers was able to manipulate other Inhumans, just like we've seen him do. So he, they're like, oh no, that man's going to become that Inhuman's going to be way too powerful. We can't have him here. He's gonna upset what we're trying to do, so they that's that's when they send him off into outer space across the the galaxies to uh, uh, be somewhere else. And uh, eventually, I guess they just get tired with the whole inhuman thing, and they say it's a failed experiment. And that's why in earlier seasons, when uh, when uh, inhumans first showed up, we saw one Kree guy come come through a bounty hunter. And he was alerted to the fact that Kree had showed up on Earth and he was sent there to kill him. So it's very much so uh, the Kree are against Inhumans. And when he basically, we see what that ball and uh, disc thing were for is to call down some Inhuman Reapers, as they're called, to kill, kill him off. That's why he was, it was the only thing that he knew that would kill him. Right. And, and you know, Quake was kind of like, uh, I, what are you doing? I thought you didn't want him here. I thought that, you know, they, they could kill you. He's like, oh, it's all part of the plan. Yeah. We need, you know, Cree blood. Exactly. You need li- the li- blood of a living Cree to, to do this experiment. Basically, he's trying to recreate the experiment that happened to him uh, so that he can make more Inhumans out of regular humans. And 
the first attempt that that doctor guy does starts to melt that guy's body. And I was all I could think was, oh, man, the, it's just like when you open up the Ark of the Covenant in Raiders of the Lost Ark, your faces just start to melt. It was disgusting uh, and so cool at the same time. Uh, and then you have the whole team going in there trying to save Daisy and, uh, you know, and Mac being like, look, I'm not going to fight you, even though he destroyed that one Kree. She just sits there and pounds on him. And it was so funny to watch her, like, sit there, like, kicking his ass and then all of a sudden start using her powers on him. And after she used her powers on that Kree by, you know, throwing a quake at his arms and legs, breaking those, and then basically shattering his spine with a, with a, with a tremor, like, good lord. That was really badass, not gonna <laughs> lie. Uh, and then you have, um, uh, uh, what's his face? Lincoln, uh, the electricity guy, uh, basically sacrificed himself to Fitz and Simmons to, to try and come up with a antitoxins that, that can get rid of Hive's powers out of inhuman's brains. And that didn't work. Uh, he basically sacri- kind of sacrificed himself for no good reason. And, uh, the episode is just—it's a very—it's—it's—it doesn't look good for the for the agents of Shield. No, it doesn't. And then he got all pissy when they're like, "Yeah, it didn't work, by the way." <laughs> so and I understand why. <laughs> you understand why? Yeah, why he got all pissy because you know he's trying to save Quake, right? And he and Daisy uh, Sky. Sky, one of the names, Tremors. <laughs> uh, I thought it was funny that, like, when he's like, look, you, you don't understand, you know, I love her or whatever. And she goes, and May is just like, yeah, so do we. And we've known her longer, so shut the hell up, you know. That's And I always think that's funny is that when, uh, you know, TV shows, movies, stories in general, when they have the, the love interest be like, you don't understand her, like, the way I understand her. Like, we've been her friends for a long time. We understand her better. Yeah. <laughs> uh uh but no, I'm I I'm very excited and I have to say that uh I guess I was wrong uh, for anybody that listened to last week's episode when you saw uh Coulson pull out that holographic shield. I really thought that we were going to see a holographic shield in in Civil War and we didn't see one and I was very upset. I was waiting for it. <laughs> I was waiting for it too and uh you know for I I thought it was very funny is that we didn't really see anything that happened in in this seasons uh ages of shield that really popped up and and made any difference in the whole uh uh civil war which is very different for the 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 show usually they have something that directly connects maybe uh uh, you know maybe season four maybe season four or i can see maybe something that happens in the movie is going to affect the end of this season yeah, that could be a possibility. Because that's happened, too, where, like, uh, things that happened in Thor The Dark World affected what happened in the TV show. So you saw the aftermath of Thor The Dark World in, in the TV show. Oh, okay. All right. Maybe we'll get, like, a uh, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. have to go to Wakanda and hide out or something. Oh, that is awesome. Right? Wouldn't that be a pretty good, a pretty good twist? Yeah. So. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Anything else you want to say about this? Uh, no. Okay, that leaves us with uh, Fear the Walking Dead. How are you feeling about the season so far? 
I honestly um, enjoy that this episode was really strand heavy. I really like, you know, his past. That was very interesting that we got all these flashbacks of, of Strand's past. And I have to say, this is this, is this the first time that we've ever seen flashbacks in in a Walking Dead show? Like, have we ever seen what pe- people's lives were like before the, the, the outbreak? You know, I c- we have so many seasons. I honestly don't... N- I can't say that we have. I don't think we have either. So that's a very interesting, like... Uh, storytelling device that we hadn't seen before and I thought it was very very cool yeah we strand you know either he was a very he was a rich businessman or he wasn't but he also was a con man and a thief and uh you know he met this he met this other businessman that you know at, at a bar and you think that the two of them were just talking business and but then the big the big reveal at the end is that they're they're lovers the two of them were you know eventually fell in love with each other or or at least, you know, Dougree Scott's character has an affection for Strand's, for Strand. You know, um, I got the feeling when they were in that flashback in Mexico, you know, when they kind of held hands for a bit. Uh-huh. I kind of got the feeling, but I wasn't entirely sure until, you know, that other flashback towards the end. Right, exactly. So it's it's very much uh, an interesting storyline in, in the fact that, that Strand... And that's who I, 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 we have to assume that's who he's been talking to this whole time, if not talking to the Jose guy or the 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 other the other helper guy. I, I forget what his name is. The one that uh, uh, was it Nick ended up going to to find. Yeah, yeah. Um, I th- I want to say it probably makes more sense that he was talking to the guy that Nick found. Okay, let's talk about Nick. He's very much uh, he's become. Exactly what Strand said he would become. Very helpful. Like, I mean, he, for a kid that was always strung out, he's he's swimming to shore. He's uh, putting on clothes and then killing zombies and wearing their blood as camouflage and you know doing very smart things to get to get objectives cleared. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean. People might hate me for saying this, but I think this kid's going to be... I think Nick's going to be the Daryl of this TV show. Ooh, that's very bold of you, sir. <laughs> that's very bold of you. I don't know if he'll be the, the Daryl, but I mean, he's definitely he's definitely up there. He's going to he's gonna be an interesting character to, keep, character to keep an eye on. Or maybe a Glenn, just because he's so goddamn resourceful now. Yeah, I can give you that. He could definitely be the Glenn of this show. Um... We have these three guys come up on a on a skiff that uh, we 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 see one one girl is pregnant and she's uh, looks like she's having a distressed uh, pregnancy and they let her they let the three of them on and and Chris is just sitting there like should I shoot them what should I do should I shoot them should I shoot them like one you shouldn't be yelling that out <laughs> two like. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I'm not going to sit here and say, "Yeah, you should have shot them," because I probably wouldn't have shot them, uh, because that's the way their mindset is right now. Like, do we help people or do we not help people? But just don't sit there and yell it out and be like, "I have a gun, but I have no idea what to do with it." I mean, by now you would think that they would be in the same mentality as uh, Strand. You know, like, don't take on any survivors. Shoot them. Shoot them on sight. I mean, I would have shot like probably near them and just been like, "Look." Uh, we'll help you out, but you need to stay there on the boat, kind of thing. 
We can't have all three of you just rushing onto the ship. Yeah, it's true. Very true. And then, but, I mean, Jesse McCartney tells him, like, hey, you know, if you ask, if you have to ask about shooting someone, you should probably already shot them. Is that who that is? Jesse McCartney? Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't, I don't really know who it is. I just know the name because uh, I know at one point in his life he was a pop singer, right? Yes. And then he's done the voices of one of the chipmunks in the, in the chipmunk movies. Yes, no, maybe. I think he's he's the voice of the youngest uh the 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 Theodore. Okay. Okay. And I know that he's uh Horton here's a who, he was a kid that okay. never talked the emo kid. And then he's also done a voice for DC animated and I don't remember who. Like maybe he was Robin at one point or or maybe it was uh during Young Justice, he's the voice of, of uh Nightwing. Or the Robin on that. Oh. I want to say. Okay. So hmm. there's those things. But, uh, yeah, we have – I didn't know that was who that what Jesse McCartney actually was. So that's interesting. Uh, and then the girl <laughs> is faking it. She didn't actually have a, stress, or a baby in distress. And and they all kind of got the drop on the, on the family and all that stuff. But Strand, like, being as smart as he is, he went for his gun. But, of course – uh, Reuben Blades Daniel has has disabled his gun and took the clip, and so he just jumps onto the skiff and tries to get away. And they shoot at the the inflatable boat, and and basically he just starts to sink. Yeah, and I'm surprised he didn't die of hypothermia. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. It looked like he was pretty close by the time they got to him at the end. Uh, yeah, it was interesting that that uh, Nick came back just in the nick of time to save people. Um. We we saw we saw some of who what's this uh what's the the this guy they said oh he's on his way he wants to meet a, a few of you oh I can't remember his name at all but I mean that's the way the 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 Walking Dead likes to to write their their villains like oh the governor's going to be coming you'll need to meet you'll need to talk to the governor or Negan's going to be here you know Negan's the one that's in charge and so you know like we like to just say their names and be like the name of this person is important for you to know <laughs> <laughs> so uh what and then they take off with uh both Travis and Alicia so yep. what do you think is going on there or have them work at their camp or wherever they're stationed so you think they actually have a land somewhere yeah, I think so. Interesting. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know what's going to happen with that. I mean, obviously we have the the boat back, and and uh, they're going to go after them. But what's his face? The the guy that Nick went and found says, "Look, I I was only planning on getting Strand across Mexico to to. So I don't know one how I'm gonna get all you people. Plus, go and find two other people and bring them back. So." We'll have to see what happens. I mean, this is very much what happens in The Walking Dead, where groups split up, and there's no way of communicating um, uh, with a, a family member that you don't see anymore, like that that's not within uh, within uh, screaming distance. So, how we, how will you know if they're okay or not is is beyond me, or how you're going to be able to meet meet back up is going to be very difficult. Right. So I have a feeling it's probably going to be Strand's going to go to Mexico. He's going to want to take Nick, but Nick is probably like, no, I don't want to leave my family behind. 
Well, I mean, yeah, obviously he probably doesn't want to. Yeah, so I think that's going to be, you know, a conflict that he's going to have to deal with sometime in the near future. Very much so. Uh, anything else about this particular episode? I mean, I thought I thought the episode was was good for the most part. Uh, right now, the season, this season of the show, like I enjoyed last season of the show. This season of the show has got me wavering one way or the other. I don't know uh, how much I like it or not. Um, I don't know. Do you think that it's a little bit too early to have a Negan esque or a Governor esque? type of villain i really do i really think that right now it should be all about like the distrust amongst themselves in the group and and uh more about what you know where they're gonna where they're gonna go and what they're gonna like how they're gonna survive but you throw in this type of character already and you're just like oh well now we're just repeating storylines from the walking dead yeah so we'll have to see maybe i mean maybe it'll be a curveball and this guy is actually a good guy and his community is a good community kind of thing and that's why they have to, you know, kidnap people against their will. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that there's there's not holes in my in my plan or anything, but <laughs> uh, anything else you want to say about it? No. All right, sir. Uh, we have gotten through all of our shows for this week. I think that's quite the heroic feat for us. <laughs> I think so too. Uh, we have a few more shows, uh, or we have a few shows that are going to be going on this week. Uh, I think all of the normal shows, and uh, we still have to see what what's going to ha- what's going to hold out for us for the summer. Uh, maybe some more preacher, or uh, we definitely need to talk to Daredevil season two. But we get there when we get there, and um, I-, I would say that I am very much. This is episode thirty one. I am enjoying the time that we take out of every week to to talk about this stuff. I have a lot of fun, um, you know, and you always make me laugh on this as well. You're <laughs> funny as hell, and I enjoy, you know, having a good laugh. Good. I, I, I enjoy, uh, like, being able to bounce my theories off of you, so uh, I, I'm glad that we can do this. Um, but uh, where can they find you, Daniel, on, on the Internet? Oh, God, you cut out. <laughs> so, Daniel, where can we find you on the Internet? You can find me on Twitter at Daniel Von Helvet. Um, also, you can follow me on uh, Instagram at Danny the Destroyer. That's right, and see some of his uh, meetings with famous people like Kevin Smith. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can find me at eight at Agent of the uh, at Agent <laughs> underscore of the underscore Bat uh, on Twitter, and uh, you can find Geek Elite Radio at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter. Geek Elite Radio on Facebook and geekleetradio.com is our website. Definitely go there and make sure you check out some of uh, our our past podcasts if you haven't. Uh, we're also available on iTunes. We're on, we're on um, Stitcher, Podcast Addict. Uh, we're also now on Google Play Music. So they do podcasts. If you look it up, if you look up podcasts on there, you'll find us. Uh, and we also have an Android app. So if you have Android, you can go to the Google Play Store and find us under Geekly Radio. Lots of places to find us, Daniel. So Lots and lots of places. That's right. <laughs> this has been Televised Heroics on the Geekly Radio Networks saying always remember to geek out. Geek out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.